Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Howdy folks, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and today we're at the State Fair of Texas on opening day, where we are going to track down the top 10 Big Tex Choice Awards finalists, taste them, and rank them. We'll be tasting everything from a horchata milkshake to a brisket biscuit and fried charcuterie. We'll give you tips on how to find these new dishes on the fairgrounds, and we'll tell you our honest opinions, good, bad, and in between. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone, to our Super State Fair episode. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com food after this for detailed show notes. We also want you to tell us about your fair experience, so email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. So I'm here at the fair with food reporter Sarah Blaskovich, audience journalists Ariane Daly and Sam Bonacci, product manager Britton Peel, our managing editor Amy Hollyfield, and of course, our producer Julie Fisk. So Sarah, you lead the way on this. How does this work and what are we going to do today? All right, so we are here to try 10 food and drink. These are the Big Tech's Choice Awards at the State Fair of Texas. They are the prom kings and queens, or the homecoming court of the State Fair. And it is our job to pick the ones we like the best and the ones we like the least. So we are going to try each food or drink. I will explain to you how the State Fair describes this dish. So in their words, this is what this dish is. We will taste it or drink it, and then everyone will give me an individual score. You can score zero to five, and you can give half ratings if you choose, but don't give me any like 3.2, because that's too hard of the math. So should we try the first one? Yeah. Yes, okay. let's do it. But I'll let you uh... Britain's gonna have the <laughs> hottest takes of anybody. He loves and hates stuff, and there is not in between. Okay, I'm going to read how the State Fair describes this. This is called La Blue Bonnet, made by Milton and Grace Whitley. This decadent drink is inspired by iconic Texas blue bonnets, which serves as a natural photo backdrop for many memorable life moments. Freshly squeezed citrus juices and blueberries are folded into a sugary base and then shaken well to achieve the perfect balance of sweet and tart. Then the tasty concoction is poured over refreshing ice and topped with an optional lemon mint berry twist. So Sarah, drinks aren't normally on the final top 10. They're often not. There were the Big Tech's Choice Awards started in 2005 and for many years there were no drinks. And then every once in a while, a drink would make the semifinalist list and occasionally the finalist list. This year there are two drinks in 10, which is very rare. Also, it's not fried. It's not a requirement that the food is fried, but much of it is. All right, I want first um, experiences from Amy. <laughs> okay, it's very tart. You kind of puckered. I did. It's it's a blueberry lemonade, basically. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of lemon to give you that pucker. Quite a bit of sugar. It gets you in the cheeks. Yeah. That tartness really clamps those muscles up. As someone who likes a lot of tart and sour candies and stuff, I'm, I'm kind of into it, honestly. Mm. Like, I have sour bright collars basically every night. So, like, this, this every speaks night. to me. Every night? You have what? Let's, every not, night? let's not talk about no, it. No, no, no. Go back. Go back. <laughs> He has sour bright crawlers every night. I think we need to Listen, I might, I might have issues. Um, I don't have an issue, though, with this drink. I would drink more of this. 
Okay, thumbs up from Britain, who likes nothing. So that's good. That's a big start. I think you're overstating my hatred sour, of things. Except sour crawlies. Sour bright crawlers. I have to say it's growing on me as I keep drinking more of it. And I really like these blueberries. Amy Hollyfield, who is not from Texas and has just experienced her first state fair of Texas, says it's growing on her. I love that. What about with alcohol? Yeah, our producer Julie wants to know if this would be good specifically with vodka or tequila. 100%. I think it would hide it that well. Would be, that would be a good ad. I don't drink alcohol, but I would put a Red Bull in this, like energize it a little bit. Britain, get out of here. Get uh, out of here. <laughs> Sarah promised the hot takes for me. I'm just here to deliver. I said no one was wrong, but you're immediately wrong. But vodka and tequila do seem like a, a good option instead. But I could see this being a good counterpoint to a lot of the fried food that you're going to see here because it's still refreshing while being sweet. Ari, you want to try it? It's good. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Ariane. Wonderfully succinct. <laughs> All right, so reminder, you get zero to five. Should you choose zero on any of these, just be thinking. This is like giving a kid a failing grade in college, and they can never recover for the next four years. Um, all right, I'm going to call on you randomly. Britton. I'm going to say four. Amy? Three and a half. Ari? Four. Ari says four. Sam? I'm going to go with a four. And Aaron? I would also say three and a half. I'm going to come in low on a three. I will say there's a fair number of blueberries in here, which we have not mentioned. So yeah. you're you're getting a lot out of this. It costs $10 oh. or 10 coupons for anybody who's listening. <laughs> thank, thank you for pronouncing coupons correctly. <laughs> I just need to say. I do it every year at the fair just to bug my colleagues. <laughs> 10 coupons. This is Peanut Butter Paradise. It says here, oh it's made by Chris Easter and Nicole Stearns. Peanut Butter Paradise starts with deep frying a honey bun. Then caramel is injected into the honey bun and then topped with creamy peanut butter. The treat is then layered with some fan favorite peanut butter treats. Reese's Pieces, crushed Butterfinger crumbles, topped with peanut butter cups, drizzled caramel, and a cloud of powdered sugar. <laughs> wow. Did you say this is a stuffed honey bun? Did you say the last name of one of the creators was Easter? Easter, yeah. This seems appropriate. Very That's so sugary. true. I like the little tropical umbrella in it. Is so, that the paradise part? It must be. <laughs> a fun side story is that this is anchored by an already created honey bun, a Duchess brand honey bun. So they have been trying to find honey buns, and they have asked the community to help them. And on their Facebook page, people will tell them, hey, I saw however many boxes of Duchess honey buns. You should go buy them. And people have even been donating them and taking them by their restaurant in Fair Park. It's not as sweet as I was expecting it to be. I think this is gooey, yummy, amazing. <laughs> Amy loves it. <laughs> I'm totally surprised by how much I'm drawn to this. When you list all those ingredients out, I'm like, wow, this is complex. But then when I eat it, I'm like, yeah, it seems like some candy thrown onto a thing. Yeah, the list of ingredients may make me need a nap already. But eating it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. It's just very peanut buttery. I think that this is so much better than it sounds. Are they sure this is a honey bun? Because this isn't overwhelmingly sweet. It's really, really good. And I apologize to my dentist. Everybody's going back for seconds and thirds. Are we ready to rate? Sure. Erin. I say four with my mouth full. I give it a five. That's First that's five. the best score. It's good. Amy. Four and a half. Reserving some room for something to beat this. Okay. Britton? I'll go ahead and say four. I almost leaned three, but I had a second bite, and I was like, yeah, okay. It, it's a four. I give it a four and a half. I think it's excellent. So Bones. is this hard to find? Do we want to talk about if it's... This was very accessible. I'm proud to say... Can you hear me over big text? <laughs> my, my tall cowboy yeah. friend over there is talking. Um, 
Peanut Butter Paradise is at the stairs of the Cotton Bowl, and they are poised for a very, very busy Texas OU weekend because this is one of the three winners. And as people come in and out, this is like prime time over there in Cotton Bowl Plaza. But they say they're ready, that they've got enough honey buns at least to get them through Texas OU weekend, and then they'll see after that. But it's expensive. It's $20 for one Peanut Butter Paradise or $35 for two. Now, we're at the State Fair of Texas where we pay for everything in coupons, and it's as if it's not real money. So maybe we don't care, but it is, uh, it, it's a pricey one, but delicious. Where's Sam, everybody? Uh, so Sam was a casualty of the, the food hall. We, we thought no. we were going to make it back with everybody. We were all together, and then he stayed behind very bravely because he saw, uh, he saw a short line. And so we, we decided ah. he would stay behind, grab another food. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Sam. Anything could have happened. <laughs> he should have been back by now. So Ari took the rest of the peanut butter paradise, and that should be a rule. If you give something a five, you get the rest of it. Ooh, you I like it. finish it. Sure. If you give it a zero, uh, you also have to finish the rest of it? <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. It's like when you lose the fantasy football league and you have to buy everybody beer next time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. my gosh. Um, Sam has returned with the horchata milkshake. Oh, yes. Looks amazing. Okay. I am pleased to introduce you to the Cha Cha Chata. This one for most creative. It's made by the Garza family. They say, sidestep all the others because it's finally here. The milkshake that will make you Cha Cha Chata all night long. <laughs> Inspired by the Cha Cha dance, the recipe starts with a triple step of two kinds of milk and vanilla ice cream blended to perfection with the Garza's family's top secret but famously delicious horchata recipe. The creamy drink is then poured into a cup rimmed with caramel and cinnamon goodness and topped with a Texas-sized dollop of whipped topping. To bring even more flavor to your taste buds, the cha-cha-chata is dusted with crushed candy, a sprinkle of cinnamon galletas de gragega, and deep-fried arroz con leche bites. Take hold of the churro straw and take a sip. We promise it will cha-cha change your life. So what are these things on top? These look like arancini, like rice balls. So they're deep fried arroz con leche bites. So it is a fried rice dessert. And this okay. family has made these and sold these at the fair before and people love them. Okay, there's a lot of feasting going on and not a lot of talking. Someone tell me. I just had to jump in. I love this. I think it's amazing. And I want to put rum in it. <laughs> Julie back with the alcohol questions. I love the combination of everything you have on top. It all melds together so well. It reminds me of like coffee and cookies, like those perfect combinations where it just makes each one better. I would take this as like a final meal. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. With rum. Lots of rum. For my final meal, lots of rum. The caramel rim that I got all over my hand while pouring it for everyone is actually quite exquisite. Yeah, one thing that's really lovable about this dish is that this family makes this kind of thing at home. And during the judging panel at the State Fair, Marixa Trejo, who is the pastry chef at La Casita Bake Shop, she also makes horchata in her restaurant. And she said that this is, and I quote, my childhood in a cup. Well, now you're making me feel bad for thinking it's only okay. I, I think like it tastes kind of like a caramel milkshake to me, which is not a bad thing. I'm a fan of milkshakes and caramel, so I'm into it. But it's sort of a thing I could maybe just make at home and... Make at home? You're going to make this at home with your three-year-old? No. Uh, not with my three-year-old. <laughs> but everything else on top? I, I'm taking a look more at the liquid result that is in the cup. <laughs> I love the peer pressure that we said nobody's opinion was wrong, and the first round I immediately said that Britain's opinion was wrong, and then we get to another wrong Britain opinion, and Sam just very kindly peer pressures him into thinking that he could rethink his answer. <laughs> And it didn't work. I'm sticking to my guns. 
I will say, if you don't eat the fun stuff on top with the milkshake, this is a crazy sweet milkshake. It's delicious, but it's crazy sweet. And so the beauty of it is exactly what Sam said is that when you put the things together, when you do the arroz con leche with the milkshake, it tempers that sweetness and adds depth. Also, the addition of cinnamon for anybody who likes a caramel milkshake, this is more than a caramel milkshake. This has a lot of eggnog vibes. It's very rich. So would you recommend buying this and sharing it, Erin? Yes, very much, because it's very sweet and it's a lot. And so, Sam, this was the dish where we lost you for a minute mm -hmm. and we thought you were gone forever. Um, but how long did this take you to find? The thing about this dish is I think it took them a while to make because it's so complicated. And I think especially right now on the first day, there was just a run on all the winners and all the finalists. So everybody in line was looking just for this. They knew that they were seeking this out. Uh, it is time to rate everybody. We come first to Sam. Five. <gasps> five out of five. He Final loves it. Meal, five. He's smiling. I went back for more. I'm having more right now. Britain. Three. What? Two. Why? It, it's good. I don't hate it. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm more waiting for the savory stuff. It's okay, Britain. Julie. Five. Julie loves it. It's a five. Amy. Four and a half. Four and a half. She's still saving herself for her five. Aaron. Three and a half. What happened, Aaron? It's just very sweet, and it's like a sweet milkshake. Thank you, Aaron, for being another voice of reason on this show. Ariane? A good 3.5. Okay, she gives it a 3.5. I'm giving it a 4.5. I like this a lot. Ding, ding, it's dinner time. Fried lasagna is up next. Ribbon pasta is covered with the perfect mixture of ricotta, parmesan, provolone, and fresh mozzarella cheeses, then topped with an amazing homemade meat sauce. Next, more cheese is added, and the pasta is delicately hand-rolled, creating delicious layers of flavor. The lasagna roll is dipped in a cheddar and herb batter and fried golden brown, creating a crispy yet flaky crust. Exclamation point. The roll is then garnished with a touch of marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, and fresh basil, creating a mouth-watering burst of flavor. It is served with a side of deep-fried zucchini fries. Did we get those? Yes. I was wondering what those were. This dish gives you a taste of Italy with a Texas twist. The deep-fried lasagna roll is made by the Parrish family who made deep-fried seafood gumbo last year. That was my very favorite bite of the whole thing. It was incredible. This smells so italian -y. Whoever bought the deep-fried lasagna roll, how many coupons? 20. 20 each. That's $20. What's this? This is an incredibly filling option. This feels like a meal. I will agree with that, but in a mediocre way of like, it feels like dinner. Like, it doesn't feel like fun fair food. Mm. It, it feels good. I enjoy eating it, but it's not special. Hot take? It's got a real Stouffer's vibe to me. Mm. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's really not very flavorful, but I, I, I did like the crunch on the outside. Definitely needs more salt. I agree with you guys. It um, It's a little bland. I, I am happy that you could pay $20 for this and feel as though you have had lunch or dinner. You can't say that of all the items here, even ones that are the same price. Yeah, it's a very large dish. I'm half Italian, so I feel like I can't say anything bad about this. <laughs> so I found it very novel to be able to eat lasagna in this manner. I was happy with my experience with this. But I agree with everything everybody said. Uh-huh. He said whispering. <laughs> Let's do some ratings. Aaron. Three. Amy? Two. Ari? I'm going to give it a two. Sam? 2.5. Britain? Two. Julie? Two. 
too. Okay, we didn't love the lasagna. We thought it could have been better. Stick around. Next, we'll tell you what to spend your coupons on and what isn't worth your time. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality, you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at Central Market. Okay, guys, I'm going to get into what this is while we pass this around. Okay. The Holy Biscuit, which I wish everyone would start calling the Brisket Biscuit, is made by Isaac Russo. He has been a longtime Big Tech's Choice Awards winner at the State Fair of Texas. The State Fair describes it this way. This mouthwatering southern explosion starts with a perfectly cooked golden brown biscuit, then slow-smoked shredded brisket, and ladle fire-roasted street corn queso stacked on top of the biscuit. Street corn queso. Then thick-cut bacon is drizzled with Texas honey and a little bit of kick. The masterpiece is complete when it's topped off with crispy pickle french fries. Your taste buds will go crazy with the savory, sweet, crunchy combinations of flavors in all one bite. Notably, the brisket biscuit is 15 coupons or $15. That seems like a lot in life, but is not a lot among all these other Big Tech's Choice Awards winners. What is going on with the biscuit? So dry. Yeah, so the, the Holy Pickle Biscuit fries. booth was uh, very, very popular. There was a very long line. And surprisingly, it didn't seem like most other people were getting the Holy Biscuit. And now I'm kind of wondering if someone knew something I didn't because I'm slightly disappointed. It looks great when we were walking it back over here, but it's just kind of fine. I really like the street corn queso. It might be the only thing I like. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? I have an element distribution problem in the piece that I got. <laughs> I do not feel like I got enough of the street corn queso. The lauded street corn queso. Yeah, so overall, I didn't get the melding of all the elements that were involved. Now, if I had been eating the whole thing, which I don't think I could accomplish in one lifetime, maybe I would have gotten them all in there, but there's a lot going on, and I think I, I didn't see them all meld together. It feels to me like a dish that was created to be Texas. We got the brisket, we got the bacon, we got the elotes street corn queso. Like these are these are Texas proud things. So you put all those things together, I absolutely agree. It doesn't work. I find the brisket to be dry. The biscuit is dry as well. The only thing that holds it together is that street corn queso, and I'd rather just have a bowl of that with tortilla chips. I'll say in its favor, I appreciate the value proposition. It's a beefy biscuit for only 15 coupons, as, as yes! you said. By the end of it, everyone's going to be saying that. I think it's a disaster. I took one bite and it's really good, but the whole thing falls apart. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to have to just sit down and try to like scoop it into your mouth because it's not going to stay as a biscuit. It does taste good, but it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's a disaster is is the quote of the day here. Did it get shady over here all of a sudden? Yeah. It got big text. Figuratively and literally. (laughs) Big text stopped talking. I know. It's got all quiet. The birds stopped chirping. Julie, I'm glad somebody laid it down. That's not a good dish. The bite that I was able to get into my mouth did taste good. However, I dropped half of it on Aaron's purse. So, and that's just something you're going to be wearing a large portion of this dish. Well, now I'm really excited to ask for everybody's score. 
So this is based on taste and presentation and it's all of eatability. It. Price. We're going to start with Britain. Uh, I think I'll give it a two because the, the, the taste is fine, even if it is it has disaster-like qualities. Yep. On to me, I'm giving it a one. <gasps> Amy. One and a half. Aaron, I'll give it a two because they tried. Oh. And I'm just like that. <laughs> Ari? Sorry to Holy Biscuit, but there should have been a different type of bun, like a roll, because the brisket was really good. I like the street corn queso. Everything was really good. It was just the biscuit couldn't hold it all together. Julie? What? A disaster is a two? It tasted good. It just, you know, it falls apart. Sam? Two, just because I don't want to go lower than Britain this early in the day. <laughs> I feel like some of you were quite generous. All right, everybody, this is the deep-fried Rocky Road with Blue Bell ice cream. So listen up. Here's what it is. Rocky Road Kettle Fresh Fudge is coated in fluffy, lightly sweetened batter and deep-fried to perfection, stacked high, four of them, and drizzled with chocolate syrup and sweetened condensed milk. Mini marshmallows, which are the darn cutest things in the world, and chopped cinnamon-glazed nuts are sprinkled atop with powdered sugar. This dish is accompanied by a single-serve ice cream cup of Bluebell ice cream homemade vanilla. Even though this is not fried ice cream, it still comes with ice cream. It's actually fried fudge. Whoa. Do you dip it in the ice cream? I don't know how you would deal with the ice cream here. True. Seems like a side. This is a fried piece of fudge. I mean, I love chocolate. I really do. But? But I don't love this. <laughs> yeah, me either. Why? I'm not sure, because conceptually, it makes sense, right? Okay, it. It's like fried batter around chocolate, but something, I don't know if it's the chocolate's not taking to the fried food very well, or... It feels to me a little bit sloppy, because it reminds me of maybe what a fried Oreo or a fried Snickers bar or a fried anything like that is doing, which is a lot of chocolate in the middle. I also, if I can say it, I found this too rich. It is really crazy sweet. All right, yeah. my time to shine. I'm going to disagree. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, no, I really like it. Uh, Maiden <laughs> likes it. I might be a basic B, but uh, my, <laughs> my favorite stuff at the fair usually is the fried Oreo, the fried Snicker. And so this is very evocative of that, uh, but a lot more fudgy. Uh, it's a lot more messy, too, which is not ideal necessarily, but uh, I'm into it. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, this is just a bit much. And it's mostly like the batter is too soft and thick. I think maybe if it was thinner and maybe like a little crunchier, it might be better. The thing I like about this is that if your kids are bugging you for something sweet, if you buy them this, they're going to shut up afterwards because this is all the <laughs> sweet they're going to need for the rest of the day. And just as we're finishing, Sam oh. is showing back up again. This time it was all the trucks. Uh, He's like, Mom, so I got stuck looking at the trucks. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, Sam, we'd love to hear what you think about this. This is a fried piece of fudge with some Rocky Road-like stuff on the outside, but it's it's fudge on the inside. I mean, the one thing going for this is that it is so straightforward. You know what you're getting into. It's all there. You know, it's true to its name. I say it's like a four. Ooh, I okay. think I'm ready to, to settle on that. Good. Okay, Britton. Um, Julie. Three. Julie says three. Aaron? Two and a half. Amy? I'll give it a two. It's pretty low, Amy. I mean, I could have gone lower. Amy, I'm going to get with you. I'm also a two on this. I agree. Sam? I also am going to give it a two. Ari. <laughs> she got a mouthful. Ari likes it. My mouth is full. It's okay. But I give it a three. Next, we're doing the deep fried BLT. Let me tell you how this works. The deep fried BLT is made by Tom Grace, and it goes like this. 
Crunch into the simple pleasure of the deep fried BLT. Crispy bacon is folded into a 12 inch tortilla along with a heaping pile of shredded cheddar cheese, known to me as shreddy cheddy, to bind all the corners. The rectangle shaped tortilla gets dunked into the deep fryer just long enough to get a golden brown crunch and a melted bliss of cheddar and bacon. Bliss. Bliss, I like it. Then the deep fried goodness is used as the sandwich bread by cutting it in half and layering cool crisp lettuce, two juicy red slices, and mayonnaise between. To top it off, the fried creation is paired with fresh cut garlic parmesan chips for a truly notorious BLT. Do you get what they did there? Notorious BLT. Oh, notorious. Nailed it. It looks like something from Taco Bell, like a Crunchwrap Supreme. Which is a compliment. But bacon. We love Taco Bell in the food pod. This is diabolical. Wow. Sam, tell me more. This is over the top, which is what you want in a state fair food winner. There is no way that you could justify this existing. If this, I'm pretty sure if you walked out of here with one of these out the gates of the state fair, it would poof out of existence because this can only exist at a state fair. What do you think? This is kind of insane. It is like so fried. How many layers of bacon is that? It's very oily and rich. I really, really like this and... I don't like tomatoes. A um, bunch of tomato hate at this table. But the, this is, it really came together as a very satisfying bite of food. Yep. I don't like it. It's not like a zero, but part of the love of a BLT for me is bread. And it takes the bread out and adds more grease and um, takes away from the bacony flavor to me. So I don't love it. Sorry. As someone who primarily likes the B in the BLT, uh, I feel like I'm being well served here. There's a lot of good bacon. Um, so that that is definitely working in its favor. Do you like it all together? I think so. I also think it's good. It's not my favorite thing here, but I think it's good. Um, I really like the mayo. It belongs on a BLT, but also of all the foods we've tried, there's something about this dish with the melty cheese and the mayo and the the bacon that just like did all the things that a sandwich is supposed to do. I do wish we had like a doctor at this table because <laughs> no, no, no. I'm For curious a lot of what a doctor would. We might need a fireman at this table. Oh no. Okay, now we need our scores for the deep fried BLT, a polarizing dish, if I may say. Sam, I would love to start with you. Five. If I could go higher, I would. Uh, This was a transcendental experience for me. Just so very sweet. (laughs) Uh, Amy. I'm a four. Solid four. Yeah, okay. She liked it. Erin? 1.5. Uh-oh, tell us why. It's just a greasy ball of grease. (laughs) I feel like I need a shower. Ari, did you try it? To be honest, I'm going to give it a one. I'm a lowball it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm up next, but I don't know yet. Britton? I feel like that's cheating. Uh, I'll go with the 3.5. Okay. Julie? I'm going with Ari and Aaron. I just a one. And I added that extra 0.5 because I'm getting full. <laughs> so it probably would have been a one. And because you feel sorry. Yes. I'm going to go three. I think this is very middling. Sorry, Sam. Stick around. We'll let you know which Big Tech's Choice Award winner is worth that long line. That's right after this. Hey, listeners. This is Christopher Wynn. I'm the arts and entertainment editor for the Dallas Morning News. And that, thankfully, includes the food team that you're listening to right now. What I love about this beat is that food stories are people stories. Restaurants say a lot about who we are, our culture, and the health and well-being of our communities. If you want to help continue supporting this good work, it's easy. Just subscribe to the Dallas Morning News and become a member. You'll find a special offer just for listeners at dallasnews.com listen. Okay, so we're going to try the ultimate rookie monster now. This is from Juan and Brent Reeves of Smokey John's Barbecue. They have won several Big Tech's Choice Awards events in the past. 
They call it the ultimate in dessert decadence. It's like a dessert hall of fame party on one saucer. It starts with crispy, chewy chocolate chip cookies layered with Oreos and marshmallows. Then the creation is covered in triple chocolate brownie batter and baked together into a super brookie. The fun begins, the fun has not begun. The fun begins when the brookie is then battered and deep fried. Then the super brookie is showered in powdered sugar, served with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And to finish, it is topped with cheesecake crumbles and strawberry sauce. Wow. Yeah, and I I was not prepared for the fun to start after that. There's like an Owen Wilson wow moment up in here. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's dig in. I always end up with food smeared in my notebook. Well, I mean, I'm here for it because it there is more going on than just a huge shot of chocolate in the middle of something fried. They've added all those extra elements around it, including the strawberries to kind of brighten it up. And the vanilla ice cream, I think, is doing a lot of work here. It seems like a straight-up brownie in there to me and not a brownie and a chocolate chip yeah, cookie. Yeah, just seems like a fried brownie, but I guess it's because they put Oreos in with that brownie. So oh. I think it's worth saying that the batter around the brownie is is pretty light, and that helps. I think that helps it be a, a good bite. But I, I could only have one bite. I would want to share this with four, yeah. or, five, four or five other people. Well, good, good news, one. you've got four or five other people <laughs> around you right now, and they're sitting right next to you. It's the strawberry sauce that's throwing me off. Like, I'm loving the brownie and the batter and everything else, but like if I get too much of the strawberry, and I like strawberries, but I think I would rather have those separately than together. Like, on the cafeteria plate of life, you need your brownie in, in this corner I and need the strawberry on, on the plates. other corner. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I won't lie, that is kind of my life. I agree with Sam that I think the strawberry brightens it up. I think it cuts through some of that richness. What do you got, Aaron? Yeah, I agree with Amy that the batter is really light, so it makes it more accessible. It's still very, very rich, though. Like, when I took a whole big bite, I felt like my whole body sort of... You got that, too? (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, wow, that went straight into my veins, like, literally. I think that's what they're trying to do here. I mean, that seems on purpose. Okay, let's rate. Amy? I'm going to say three. Sam? Three and a half. Britton? Let's go with three. But you liked it. (laughs) But I liked it less than the Rocky Road. I gave the Rocky Road a four. All right. Julie? Three. Aaron? Three and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half, too. Okay. All right, we have two more. And they're, <laughs> they're biggies. I love that sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. But everybody gets a fair shake, yes. right? <laughs> a fair shake. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Sam. Okay, these are the Chicharron Explosion Nachos. They come from... <laughs> Julie's laughing at the name. <laughs> they come from Glenn and Sherry Cusack, who are also known for their barbecue stand. It's the big purple one right next to the Chevy main stage. It's huge. So they're going to use some of their barbecue in this dish. It says here, fresh pork rinds are fried to a golden crispy crunch and then seasoned with just the right number of Cajun-style seasonings to ensure a mouthwatering kick. Next, smoked beef fajita meat is spread all over the crispy nachos and covered with delectable, freshly made queso. To make this an explosion of flavor, these chicharron nachos are topped with a full serving of savory barbecue chopped beef. So... To recap, we have queso, beef fajita meat, and barbecue chopped beef on top of pork rinds. Dig in. (laughs) That meat right there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two kinds of meat. That's meat? Two meats. Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. This is $24. 24 coupons, I should say. That is a lot of money. 
for a plate of nachos. It is a very generous portion. This feels like the biggest single item we have brought back to the table. Yeah, I agree. Also easily shareable. I haven't gotten my right bite yet. This meat, this red, whatever this red sauce with the meat, that's really flavorful. That's really I was shocked when that good. red sauce hit my tongue because I yeah, I did not expect the, the explosion of flavor. But it was in the name, Britain. I didn't believe them. I feel as though this would be more successful with tortilla chips. I don't know why they picked pork rinds. And I will say that they're an interesting choice, very crunchy. But my guess would maybe be because they're so thick that they can hold up to the heft of two different kinds of meats and a nice slathering of queso. But it's my personal thought that a thick tortilla chip would be better. I find the chicharrones hard to eat. I don't know. I I feel kind of middling on it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really get it. I mean, I love pork rinds. They have a very strong flavor on their own. But with, like, all of the stuff on it, it's kind of like I'm not quite sure what I'm eating. And I think the beef fajita meat, it's almost like jerky. Mm-hmm. I will also say that this is one that you should be prepared to eat almost right after you get it. Because I think by the time you get into the middle of that, where it's had time to hang out and soak in, the crispiness is gone from the chicharrones at that point. For a dish that has such a visual impact, I really expected it to be more exciting and tastier, but it just doesn't come through. Okay. Amy. Two. Aaron. Two and a half. That's that pity half vote. (laughs) Sam. Three only because I am such a fan of barbecue. Britton. I think I have to say two. I got to say one. I don't think that's a good dish. Julie. Yeah, one. Mm Mm-hmm. Ari. It's not really given. That's it. Okay. We might have saved the best for last. According to somebody, we have saved the best for last. According to six judges, we've saved the best for last. Fried charcuterie is our last. For anybody listening, you can go to dallasnews.com slash food or dallasnews.com slash state fair. And we have a feature on the woman who created fried charcuterie. She's 22 years old. She will turn 23 during the fair. Her family has been at the fair for 73 years, but this is her first year there as a professional. It's her first time entering the Big Tech's Choice Awards, and she won for best taste savory. Now, she's 22 years old, and her family makes mostly burgers and sells ice cream and cookies and sodas. And so she realized that by winning, she might have been in big trouble because now a lot of people want to eat these. And so she hired a man affectionately known at the State Fair as Fried Jesus, who also has his own concession stand. His name is Abel Gonzalez. Abel made pre-made all of the pieces of fried charcuterie in his concessions kitchen uh, near Lovefield Airport. So... Longtime concessionaire family with the youngest winner ever hires another concessionaire family to help prep all the food. And I think that is a really cool backstory on a dish that's already going to make headlines anyway. Let me tell you what's in it. Uh, So it's made by Tammy Jo Nevins Mays and her 22-year-old daughter, Josie Mays. It's chopped up fresh mozzarella, salami, and crisp green apples, tossed in olive oil, balsamic vinegar, and Italian herbs. They're then wrapped in a wonton wrapper, fried to a golden crisp, topped with creamy goat cheese, and a drizzle of Mike's hot honey. Everyone's favorite appetizer rolled into one perfect bite. I'm excited about this one. And you no longer need to save room, because this is the last of the meals. As much as you want. I think the hardest part of this whole roundtable were the people who had to cut stuff. Yeah. It's a really hard job. Not really good at it. You're doing great. It comes with a couple of olives on the side. They are not, in fact, deep fried. Is that the hot honey that's the spice? Yes. Hmm. When they originally put this whole thing together, they were trying to figure out how to finish it. And the brand is Mike's Hot Honey. They thought, well, what if we drizzle that? Because, you know, there's usually honey on a charcuterie board. And to me, that's sort of like chef's kiss. That honey takes it to a whole new level. Uh Okay, what do we think? 
It's absolutely delightful. It's just a really glorious bite of food. I think I wish we would have started with this one because it feels, I mean, kind of like a charcuterie board does. I can't say that word, apparently. It feels almost appetizer-like. Like, I, I would have liked this as the lead-up to all the meat and stuff that we've eaten. As it is, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Amy's face just told Britton that he's wrong. <laughs> Everyone else Britain, is saying it out loud. I mean, I'm just sad, I'm sad for you that you didn't come to this in a better headspace to enjoy it. Or stomach space, maybe. I will say, I do, as someone who likes spicy stuff and honey, I like the hot honey. I do think it elevates this dish overall. I mean, I do think we'll all be looking for Mike's hot honey in the supermarket. Like, what else could we put this on? It's really good with the goat cheese on the outside, too. So understanding that this comes with three of them, with two olives, and you can move back and forth between them, it kind of reminds me of that palate cleanser you can do in between with ginger when you're eating sushi. You know, these are small bites that you can work through them. Uh, that said, this doesn't tap into, like, the little kid enjoyment in me. If you were going into this thinking that this is going to be some overblown state fair food, then I think you might be a little underwhelmed. This is the sophisticated fair food. It's the black tie event of the fair food. Didn't we have to put on a suit jacket to get these? Yeah, uh, I had to wear, you know, the, the bottom of the tux. It's... I, that's a that's a great point, though, Sam. This is grown folks' fair food. And as it turns out, we're all grown folks. That's what I love about it. Yeah. I feel like this was this was made for me. I don't yes. even, I'm not even a fan of fair food, but this feels made for me. <laughs> I got a bug smile on my face because this is so good. I was a little scared of, like, the green apple because I don't really like hot fruit. But all of these elements work so beautifully together, and the hot honey is just, like, glitter. Like, it just works <laughs> so well on top. It's really, really good. I'm going to let you go first, Ariane. What's your number? Five, she says. Britain. I'm going to give it another shot since some of y'all are talking it up so much. Get, come back to me. Britain says pass. Julie. I'm going with five because I love those moments at the fair when the kids are off riding rides and my husband and I like sneak a plastic glass of wine. And this would be the perfect pairing for that. So, yeah, I'm giving it a five. It's my favorite. Yes, ma'am. Good point on the wine pairing. Amy. Absolutely a five. Just, Woo! The, just the favorite. I loved it as the ender. <laughs> Sam. Gonna go with 4.5 on this one. Very, very good though. Aaron? I'm gonna say four. She comes in low. Not even the half? No, not even the there's, half. There's there's no 0.5 pity mark. No, I liked it. It was good. But I think maybe it was so hyped up that I was expecting like a lot more. Fair. Um, and I liked that it was small and light. Um, and I love the hot honey, but I also kind of feel like it overpowered all the other flavors. Uh, I'm giving it a five. It's my favorite bite here. And finally, Britain. <laughs> I'm sorry to screw up the average. I'm going to give it a three. Oh. Whoa. Oh, come in Whoa. with a zero. <laughs> yeah. Britain is the Gordon Ramsay of the group. Yeah. <laughs> if I knew some Gordon Ramsay quotes, I'd try to, I'd try to do my best You're an idiot sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. The, this charcuterie board is an idiot sandwich. Uh, it's, it's, it's just cheese stuffed in other things. Um, it's fine. I don't, maybe it's because I'm not a fancy guy. I, That's not why, Britain. I'm just looking for excuses. 
for why I feel so differently than you. Because I feel I feel bad that I'm not enjoying what apparently the rest of y'all have discovered in this amazing dish. Uh, yeah, I think it's just okay. There's a good tip if you want to buy a couple of these in a row. They're near one another. So the ultimate Brookie Monster is down by the wine garden on Nimitz. And it costs 15 coupons. And then you make your way toward the Chevy main stage. You stop and get yourself a fried charcuterie, which is 16 coupons. And then you go right next door to the purple tent where you can get, should you choose to, the Chicharron Explosion nachos for a whopping 24 coupons. And then you could stop and watch a show with all that food. (laughs) It's also important to know that if you buy all 10, that will cost you $167. 167 coupons. So you should really just read our story on dallasnews.com slash food and then pick your favorites because that is a lot of money to spend. And if you're going to spend that much money here, you could very easily give your children some of that money so they could go waste it on the Midway or you could ride the Ferris wheel or there are so many other things you could do because I think we're all feeling a little heavy, maybe a little sweaty. Yeah. And so eating all 10 is a, is a commitment that isn't necessary unless you're us. <laughs> Yeah, it should really be left to professionals. <laughs> Can we go around and pick our faves? Does everybody need to think for a sec? Um, okay, Ari, I want to start with you. My favorite is the peanut butter paradise because I'm still thinking about it. I was genuinely surprised and impressed, so I would have to go with the peanut butter paradise. Fantastic. Aaron. I agree with Ari. That was my favorite also, the peanut butter paradise. I think I'm very affected by hype and expectations and my expectations of that one were very low. Amy, what do you think? I really enjoyed the peanut butter surprise, but the fried charcuterie board just took it away. Yay, that's so and since it's your first time, that's like very touching actually. <laughs> I'm glad. Sam, what's your favorite? I'm going to have to go with the cha-cha-chata. Uh, I think that there's a, a lot going for it and it's also one of those that just visually is so impactful. It's something that's different from the fried food that you're going to get everywhere else. And it really strikes a nice counterpoint to a lot of the other fair food while still being great on its own, too. Yeah, good one. The horchata milkshake has entered the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> Britain, your fave? I, I hesitate to ask. <laughs> Should we guess what? Think of the worst thing. <laughs> I feel Rocky attacked. Road. I feel Gotta attacked. I've given you too Rocky much Road. trouble. I do feel like this is the most boring answer I've ever given to one of these because I feel like I didn't give a single five. I didn't give a single zero. I feel like this was a very middle of the road batch of items here. I am going to say deep fried Rocky Road. Hashtag Britain is right. Hashtag deep fried Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> and Britain doesn't even like Rocky Road ice cream. Julie, what was your favorite? My favorite was the fried charcuterie. Close second would be the um, cha-cha-chata. It makes me think of those Bloody Marys that you get that are just like packed with bologna and fried shrimp. It doesn't make any sense. So I would love to see these at brunch places now, you know, with a little bit of rum put in there and all the weird little donuts and everything on it. I loved it. (laughs) Weird little donuts. Whatever they were. (laughs) And what about you, Sarah? What was your favorite? I'm actually right with Julie. The fried charcuterie, I tried this probably four to six weeks ago at the first State Fair event, and I was like, oh, no, that thing is so good. I tried it again, and it was still good. Today is my third time having it. Still great. And this was the chilliest I've, I've eaten it. It was piping hot before and even more perfect. That is just a really good dish. 
now that I know the backstory, I also think that's neat, but I loved it before I had any idea that this was made by the youngest winner of this award, too. Also, cha-cha-cha-da. I gave them both of these dishes fives. I very rarely give fives. I'll also give props to the judges because both of those were winners. So it is my opinion that often the winners aren't the best ones. And two of the three winners this year I thought were exceptional. And if I were to pick a third, it would be the Peanut Butter Paradise, which was the third winner. So these six judges, only two of which were actual like food people, I think they were really right this year. So we're all going to go take a nap and a shower. Uh, no, wait, a shower and then a nap, right? <laughs> And uh, But we're thrilled that you listened to this, and we had a ton of fun. If you want to read more, go to dallasnews.com slash food or dallasnews.com slash state fair. In both places, you will find all kinds of state fair and food stories, including a ranking of the best and worst new Big Tech's Choice Awards finalists in 2022. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts with us by emailing eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.